Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A 100% free, 100% fun, 0% buffering. Stop the buffer and listen to KCAA. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292 FQ Riverside, and K293 CF Moreno Valley. Your NBC Sports Radio update starts now. Championship Saturday is underway. I'm Jeff Biggs, and the big day finally here for the college football playoffs right now. Number two, Clemson, and number three, Notre Dame, tied 3-3 early in the second quarter in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. This is the first ever playoff game with two undefeated teams. And again, 3-3 with 14 minutes left to go in the first half. After that, the main event between Oklahoma and Alabama with Sooners quarterback Kyler Murray not thinking about the NFL. He's got to face the tie defense. I mean, they're a good defense. It's going to be, uh, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to who makes more plays, you know, and who puts up the most points. Um, if you're in the playoffs, you're good. They're obviously, they obviously got a great defense. Again, for us, it's going to be a challenge, but, you know, we're, we're ready to accept that challenge, and it's going to be fun. And for Alabama, their quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa, is going to play coming back from the sprained ankle. Nick Saban looking to advance to the national championship game for the fourth year in a row. You know, we know we can't win every game. Uh, We know we can't be perfect, but we're certainly trying to work every day to close the gap on how good can we be and are we reaching our full potential and how we improve and work every day. So I don't like for our players to, you know, think about expectations. I don't like to think about, you know, winning championships. I, I, I really like them for them to think about, you know, what do I have to do to be a champion? Well, earlier today in Atlanta, Florida dominated Michigan in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl 41-15 on a big day for the Gators' Felipe Franks, who had 247 total yards and two touchdowns. Third straight bad bowl loss for the Wolverines under Jim Harbaugh. They're 1-9 against teams ranked in the top 10. Virginia blanked South Carolina in the Belk Bowl 28-0. Right now, they're just beginning overtime in the Arizona Bowl. Nevada and Arkansas State tied 10-10. NBA News, bad news for Washington. John Wall done for the season. He's going to have heel surgery. I'm Jeff Biggs. This is NBC Sports Radio. This is KCAA. Hi, folks. If you're still paying for electricity every month, it means you haven't signed up for the Inland Empire's number one money savings program offered by Horizon Solar Power. Just call to qualify your home and Horizon will give you $100, plus pay your electric bill until 2020. It's that simple. Call, qualify, get $100, and no electric bill payments until 2020. So keep your money in your pocket and become energy independent today. Call 844-711-6996. That's 844-711-6996. Or click on one of our Stay Cool ads at kcaaradio.com. If you're looking for a full or part-time sales position and you have radio, TV, or print media experience, KCAA has a great opportunity waiting for you that pays the highest commissions in the market. KCAA is the only station in the IE that broadcasts on three frequencies, so advertisers receive three ads for one low rate. This makes KCAA a must-buy for every local business. If you're interested in a sales position with us, email CEO at KCAARadio.com. This is Joe Lyons, Riverside Municipal Airport. would like to now welcome the dawn of a new year for us to look forward to. 
As we enter this new year, we recall the words of Virgil, chief of the poets of ancient Rome, as the twig is bent, the tree inclines. Traits of character are instilled very early in the life of a child by what he is taught and by what he observes in the home. Nearly a thousand years before Virgil, Solomon wrote, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Riverside Municipal Airport welcomes a new year for America, the state of California, and the Inland Empire. Riverside's airport, itself a Civil Air Patrol site, works with two universities offering aviation degree programs, tower-controlled ILS, six flight schools, and an A&P school. Riverside Municipal Airport is proud to be an important part of the growing transportation demand of our area and so wishes a heartfelt thank you as we enter this new year from Riverside Municipal Airport. Hi everybody, Ray Lucia here with some important information about debt, your debt. Whether you have a first or second mortgage, you're looking to buy or refi a home or rental property, or just need to consolidate your credit cards to lower your payments and save some serious interest, you need to do some loan financial planning with Steve Allidort, my mortgage man, at LoanFinancialPlanner.com. Now, Steve's not your garden variety mortgage broker. He actually spends time evaluating how you can use the current super competitive interest rates to pay off your mortgage early. Purchase a rental property, improve your cash flow, upgrade to your dream home, or even help your kids or grandkids get into a house. That's what loan financial planning is all about. Steve's been helping me and my listeners for over two decades, and I can tell you he is the best finance guy in the business. Go to LoanFinancialPlanner.com. That's LoanFinancialPlanner.com. Or call Steve Allidort at 888-563-1070. That's 888-563-1070. K C A A. Exhausting hamster wheel and into balance living with Dr. Marissa. Promise you joy in the mystery. Dr. Marissa, also known as the Asian Oprah. Her mission to be a beneficial presence on the planet. Her purpose to be your personal advocate to live, laugh, love, learn. Her life motto: Don't die wondering. Take back your life with Dr. Marissa Pay. advice i'm not using it get balanced with dr marissa did you have that on do you want to start it it wasn't on right sorry Sorry about that we're going to try it one more time frank (laughs) and welcome we're on oh here we go Oh, you know, <laughs> you know what? We're going to start it over again one more time. We're, sorry about that, Frank. The good news about pre-recording is we can start over. Yeah. I've been trying to get you on for a year and a half. It finally happens, and I'm stuck in traffic. So, no, no intro, just straight to the conversation? Uh, straight, to the com- okay, straight to the applause. Yeah, okay. okay ready? And here we go. And Welcome. You are tuned into my weekly talk radio show called Take My Advice, I'm Not Using It. Get balanced with Dr. Marissa every Tuesday at naturally high noon here out of the Sunset Gower Studios in Hollywood, California with UBN Radio TV, Universal Broadcasting Network, and then syndicated everywhere on iHeartRadio, CNBC, and I'm here to splatter you with more hope and happiness. So, no gossip, no scandal, and no K-words. No Kardashian talk at all because I want you to focus on your own reality show and how you can be happy 88% of the time. So I have topics and guests to that end. And if you've missed any of my interviews with my fabulous uh, best-selling authors, Don Miguel Ruiz, Neil Donald Walsh, Marianne Williamson, to Marianne from Gilligan's Island, Don Wells, Potsy from Happy Days, Anson Williams, Corey Feldman from Stand By Me, and Muhammad Ali's daughter, Layla Ali, then please go to my YouTube, free subscribe, and you can watch those, as well as some of my red carpet interviews with uh, John Travolta, Quincy Jones, Halle Berry, and more. So today is no... um, 
exception. He's actually on my red carpet uh, playlist as well as you've seen him on my Facebook a lot because I've had the chance to meet him at various events. And he is truly one of a kind beneficial presence on the planet with the work that he's done. When I do the interview, you'll know exactly. I'm sorry. When you when I do the introduction, you'll know exactly why. Uh, Frank Shankwitz is the founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation in 1980 with a number of others and has now grown to 64 chapters in the U.S., 36 international chapters covering five continents and has granted over 300,000 wishes worldwide with a wish being granted somewhere in the world on an average of 38 minutes. Frank has spoken at the Ohio State University, Harvard University, and has been featured in Forbes as one of the 10 top keynote speakers. Honors include the President's Call to Service Award, the Making a World of Difference, and the Ellis Island Medal of Honor Award. Without further ado, please welcome to my studio, Frank Shankwitz. Oh, it's so good to see you. And I'm going to see you uh, this week as well. So I am excited to always bump into you because um, the work that you've done and watching you sort of embrace the work that you've done and now all the exciting things that are happening. I'm so happy for you. I hope you, you know that and feel that. It's been a heck of a ride. I've never expected it. <laughs> so, so let's start with that. Let's start. I was going to ask you, as a high school student at Prescott High School in Arizona, did you ever think or believe that your life would be what it is now? No, not not at all. And even before that, I was raised uh, very poor. Um, we lived in the back of a car. We lived in tents. Wow. And uh, when I was in grade school, in fact, my mother left me when I was in seventh grade. She said, I can't afford you anymore. But I had a little town in Sligman, Arizona. I had a mentor named Juan Delgadillo. In fact, uh, he found uh, a Mexican family that I could live with for a couple of years. And he taught me the purpose of giving back whenever you can and changing those negative things into positive things. And I, I just always appreciated the words that he gave me. And he also taught me the work ethic, the character, the integrity. And as I moved on to high school, but was you said, Prescott, Arizona, uh, I kept that with my coaches, again, mentoring me, helping me. Um, and then my employer, I worked all through high school, uh, would just give me that, again, that work ethic and led to several promotions. By the time I graduated high school, and I had rejoined my mother at that point, that I was making more money than she was and able to help her. Even though we didn't have a good relationship, she was still my mother and I was able to help her. Wow. I've never, in all the years that I've known you, I've never heard this part of the story. That is even more amazing because I think some people think that, oh, you know, you're well off. And so you start a foundation to give back, but that isn't, that was, that is not the story at all. So oh, you, no, not at all. Not at all. It's a very poor existence. And then following high school, I went to the air force again, because of the uh, work ethic, that Juan Delgadilla taught me uh, advanced right away. Uh, I was an air police, as they call it, but selected for several honor guards uh, throughout the bases I was stationed at. And my most thrilling moment, I, I love uh, world history, especially World War II, and follow Winston Churchill uh, and his adventures quite excessively. Mm -hmm. And was uh, on his honor guard, selected to be one of the wow. on his honor guard when he was buried. And it just such a thrill in my life. Mm. Did you ever feel like, why me? I don't feel like it's not fair as a child growing up in that kind of a setting. And you oh, said not that at all. Not, not at all. all. I was always thankful for everything, everything that happened. And again, Juan Delgadillo mentioned about giving back. Mm. And people in town would feed me. They would bring beans and tortillas. They would help me out. And I was working as a dishwasher starting at 10 years old. But he said, Frank, when you can give back. And that wasn't a popular term in the 50s. Juan, what do you mean give back? I don't have a thing. Right. Frank, you don't need money to give back. You can give back your time. An example, look at Mrs. Sanchez. She's always bringing you beans or peas. Look at her yard. It's full of weeds. You can go clean up that yard. Look at Mr. Ortega. They've got an old red caboose from the Santa Fe line, and they're trying to make it to their home. You can help them. They're trying to paint that. You can go over and help them do that. Wow. You can give 
it back your time. Mm, well, now I know why good things have happened to you for sure. <laughs> so tell me about the first wish. So what was going on? Um, some people may not know the whole story. I know most of the story, but I think it would be really interesting for our listeners, if you don't mind, <laughs> one more time. I'm sure you get asked this all the time. But, well, I'll give uh, you the condensed version of okay. it. And, and this was the inspiration for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, not the first wish. Oh, okay. 1980, 1980, I was a motorcycle officer with the Arizona Highway Patrol. And, uh, in fact, in the late 70s, there was a television show on NBC called Chips. Mm -hmm. Very popular with the children. And Chips was about two California Highway Patrol motorcycle officers, Ponch and John. And for that age group, seven to 14 or so, they just loved this show. And um, we would go, I was on a 10 man squad, worked the whole state of Arizona. We would go into towns, two man team. And we, our equipment and uniforms almost looked identical to California Highway Patrol. In fact, we trained and initially trained in Sacramento with CHP. But now as we rode into town, the kids all of a sudden started be yelling, hey, Ponch, hey, John, and waving. And it was a great <laughs> PR thing. We started going to the schools, talking about bicycle safety. Uh, okay. And it, it just, again, a great PR thing. And then in 1980, our department was informed about a seven-year-old boy named Chris who had terminal leukemia. And his heroes were Ponch and John from that television show, mm. Chips. And he told his mother, when I grow up, I wish I can be a motorcycle officer like Ponch and John. Mm. Her family contacted the Highway Patrol, said, is there any way he can meet a motorcycle officer? And I just happened to be the motorcycle officer that was chosen because of my work with the children all over the state of Arizona. Mm. And it was set up through the permission of his mother, his doctors, that he, his little boys on IVs in the hospital. Mm. And he would be picked up on our state police helicopter, flown to our headquarters, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Telling where I would be standing by to meet this little boy when he landed. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea what to expect. Uh, he'd just come off IVs, Marissa. And mm. I figured our, our paramedics are going to help him out in a wheelchair or carry him or something. Right. The helicopter lands, door opens up, off jumps a little pair of red sneakers, mm. runs over the motorcycle. Hi, I'm Chris. Can I get on your motorcycle? Oh. Well, of course you can. Oh. Now, he had watched chips so often, he knew every button and switch because our equipment was identical. This is a siren. These are red lights. Can I turn it around? This is. What's in there? Really sobbing. Yeah, I couldn't understand sure. that. Then it dawned on me, she has her typical seven-year-old back. He's not in a hospital. He's not dying. He's not. He's just having fun. Right, right. And we were allowed to take the kids on a ride on a motorcycle in a parking lot during those years. Mm -hmm. And I asked Chris, "You want to go for a ride on a motorcycle?" He got very nervous, very serious. No, his voice shaked. And I said, well, I don't understand. You just rode on a helicopter. Right. He looked at me and he said, helicopters have doors. <laughs> and we, learned, we learned that doors were very important to Chris. Motorcycles didn't have doors. Oh, that's but then one of our sergeants came in a squad car. If you want to help drive the squad car, turn the red lights and siren. He jumped on the siren's la uh, sergeant's lap because obviously the car that had, had doors. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. And ran the parking lot was so much fun as he's as he, he's chewing bubble gum. Mm. And he blew this big giant bubble. And I looked at his mother and I said, There's our little bubblegum trooper. Oh. And she got a kick out of that. In fact, she wrote a book titled The Little Bubblegum Trooper that I think is still available on Amazon. Today. Oh, that's great. I think my uh, fabulous sound engineer just found a picture of that exact he did. shot. He did. He did. But Chris went on that day to become the first and only honorary highway patrol motorcycle officer in the history of Arizona Highway Patrol, complete with his own badge, uh, his own smoky hat, uh, a helmet we gave him. Mm. And he got to go home that night. His doctor was with him and said, I don't understand. Uh, he can go home. His vitals are so good. But before he left, he kept rubbing the wings, motorcycle wings in my uniform. Mm. How do I be a motorcycle officer? 
And I was just telling him some of the things we had to do. And he just, then he had to leave. The next morning, we got permission to go to Chris's house. We had a custom-made uniform made for him that night. Two, two ladies spent all night at the uniform shop making this uniform. Mm-hmm. I got permission to lead several motorcycles, squad cars into his neighborhood. About 8 in the morning, red lights and siren. You can imagine the neighbors, I right? can't even imagine. Chris comes running out. We hand him his uniform. He is just beaming. He runs and he comes out just strutting. Got mm. on his spooky hat that we had given him. Uh, but he came over again and rubbed my wings. I want to be a motorcycle officer. That is my wish. Mm. That's the first time I heard that word, wish. Oh. I wow. said, I was teasing him. If you could only had a motorcycle, Chris. We could set up some traffic cones here. I would test you right now to see if you could pass. Oh. Chris is a step ahead of me. He runs in the house, comes riding on a little battery-operated motorcycle <laughs> that his mother had got for him in place of a wheelchair. Oh, he's wow. Got, he's got on his helmet. He's got on the aviator glasses. His mother bought him a pair of uh, what we call on a ranch, the high-top rubber mucking boots. Mm. That looks like a motorcycle officer. Right, boot. right, right. He goes through the cones. He comes back that I passed my test. Yes, you did, Chris. Am I a motorcycle officer now? Yes, you are, Chris. When do I get my wings? <laughs> <laughs> well, the wings were custom made. I said, Chris, it'll take a couple days to get those wings. I'll order them right now. Oh. He got to stay home again that night. Oh, a couple that's... days later, I pick up the wings. Just as I pick them up, I get a call from our dispatcher. Chris is in a hospital, in a coma, probably not going to survive the day. <laughs> I got permission to go to the hospital as I walked in his room. His uniform was hanging right by his bed. Just as I pinned down those motorcycle wings, Chris came out of the coma. He looks at me. He starts smiling. And my motorcycle officer now? Yes, you are, Chris. His wish had become true. He asked for his uniform. He's rubbing the wings. He's giggling to showing his mother. And unfortunately, a couple hours later, he passed away. Oh, God. And I always like to think maybe those wings helped carry him to heaven. Now, our commanders contacted me and said, we have learned that Chris is going to be buried in a little town called Kwani, Illinois. And we would like you and another motorcycle officer to go back and give him a full police funeral. We have lost the fellow officer. Remember, he was sworn in as an officer. And we did go back there. What's so amazing is our word of our mission got out. Uh, the TV stations in Chicago and Phoenix and so on are picking this up. As we approached Pawnee, Illinois, we were met by several Illinois State Police, City Police, County Police, who all helped give this little boy a full police funeral. He was buried in uniform. His grave marker reads, Chris Gracious, Arizona Trooper. But flying home to Arizona, I just started thinking, there's a little boy who had a wish, and we made it happen. Why can't we do that for other children? And that's when the idea of the foundation was born, maybe 35,000 feet over Kansas or something. Wow. That's... <laughs> All of this because of one little boy. Wow. You, I'm like bawling. Thank you very much, Frank. And I have to redo my makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't well, know. They're happy it's, tears, right? They're, very, happy. they're happy tears. And how moving. I'm like, I... I don't think I've heard the whole one. It's definitely not from you. I've read it. And thank you for sharing that um, complete story. And I'm going to give you Dr. Marissa's Beneficial Presence on the Planet Award right now. So um, that is a a big applause for my um, Dr. Marissa. Not everybody gets that award frank on the show i knew i was going to give it to you but i thought i was going to wait till the end but i can't wait till the end of the show because that was just you you're like a really good storyteller when i talked to stephanie she's like oh he's got this down i had no idea that you've really i heard you on stage years ago and um this is this is your calling. You definitely are going to go around the world, you know, because that's such an inspiring story. And, and, and the biggest thing is uh, when I was told, like I said, to always give back. Everyone can be a hero. Right. And I've got to see Juan Doug Deal a lot after that little town in Seligman. I go visit him. And he'd always just give me a hug. And he says, Frank, you definitely gave back. And that meant so much to oh, me. Oh, my goodness. My father figure, my mentor. That's that's <clears throat> beautiful. It, and is is he still alive now? No, unfortunately, he passed away several years ago. Oh, uh, but 
I'm sure he was super proud. And boy, you really took his words to heart and went all the way. And uh, uh, such a neat thing is I'm still friends with the family. And uh, they have it up in the little town called Sligman, Arizona, which is on Route, old Route 66. Uh-huh. A thing called the Snowcap, which Juan built and developed. In fact, they helped him build it. But I say he's friends with the family, and his son is now running it. Mm. And I'm going to jump real quick to the movie we just completed. Yes. Uh, the character that plays Vaughn, they were going to give a different name, and I got the, the uh, studio to agree to use a real name in this movie to honor his family. Oh, that's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. And before I forget to do a station ID, if you've just tuned in and you're wondering who the great voice on the other line who just zoomed in the uh, amazing story from the very beginning of how Make-A-Wish Foundation was started and how the idea started and the little boy and the all. And I mean, if you missed it and you're just tuning in, you have to rewind and listen because it is it's a beautiful story. It's, you know, I'm going to have to do my makeup again. And I love, I love the fact that even if you have a tough past, even if you don't grow up with, um, with uh, what people think a healthy childhood, like Frank did, that you can do amazing inspirational things. So I hope that anyone who's feeling sorry for themselves, who did grow up poor, is listening to this and knowing that um, you, you know, you're destined to do great things if you don't wallow in things that uh, have happened to you. Frank Shankwitz, the f- uh, a founder of uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation, is who I'm talking to today on Take My Advice. I'm not using it. Get balanced with Dr. Marissa. And now let's go to the movie because I, I love this story. This is like part two of Wish's story. So um, I'll start it off by saying um, a mutual friend of ours who we're going to be speaking on his stage together. I don't know if you know that Greg asked me to uh, hop on the other side uh, out of the media box. And so I'm grateful for that. So I get to share a stage with the amazing Frank Shankwitz. um, uh, uh, I guess it's when we air this, it'll be tomorrow. So (laughs) uh, that is the coolest thing. And so Greg... Uh, was introduced to you by, was it Ryan or was the other way around? Introduced to me by Clarissa Burt. Clarissa Burt, who's also been on my show, who's a fantastic, beautiful woman, also a beneficial presence on the planet, huge uh, actress and uh, model on 50 covers. So she introduced you to Greg. Correct. Okay. And Greg Reed is like everything so i can't even uh summarize what he does but he does this one event uh, several times a year called secret knock and that's one of the places that i met you so greg asks you you tell me if this is the right part of the story um he he loves you and and was so impressed uh, by you and your story on stage he said to you if you had a wish frank what would that be was that correct that's correct. Okay. Yeah. And then what did you say? I just said I'd like my story to be told somehow um, so that especially my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandson knows that I did something and they can also do something to, again, everybody can be a hero. It doesn't take money to be that hero. But just tell that story. Get that story out. Right. Right. And, and Greg. Greg <laughs> me and he said, we're going to make this movie. And I said, well, no, you're not. And he said, yes, we are. <laughs> and I thought I thought they were talking a documentary. And he said, no, we're doing a full-length motion picture. Right. And that was five years ago. And <laughs> what a journey that's been. <laughs> yes. And Greg will be the first one to say, I, you know, sometimes I say things, I say yes and not realizing because he had no experience in the major movie industry. He had no idea what he was doing. And, and look at like what, last month it finished. Yes. And it's like, like uh, I've been taught in college and Greg even says, surround yourself with people smarter than you. And that's what he did for the movie. He got the people, he got the director, executive directors, uh, just all the help he could get. He's not that ego type person where I know what I'm doing. Right. I want help in what I'm doing. Right. We got this fantastic crew. 
That's so awesome. Yeah, and several of the actors are friends of mine as well. The little Christian Gagnier is one of my favorite actors. He plays the... Uh, the um, Michael is a character name, but he plays Chris. Right. The boy that passed away. Right. And then um, Andrew Steele is you, right? When you were young. Yeah, yeah. We, had, we had trouble casting me because we had to find my characters from 1950 to the, uh, 1980. And during that 1980 period, someone that was good looking like I was in that country. <laughs> no. <laughs> and humble. And yeah. humble. Yes, Frank. <laughs> Andrew, Australian from Australia. This is his first uh, U.S. production that he's been in. And this man worked so hard mm. to, to do this. He not only, the biggest thing was uh, the dialect. He had to get rid of that Aussie accent. Right. He worked with a dialect coach forever and ever. He had to learn how to ride a motorcycle. Then he had to go through police-type motorcycle training. Mm. I mean, this man worked, worked. Right, right, right. That's great. And now it's coming out. I know they're doing a screening this week at Secret Knox. Do you know the schedule when it's going to be released to the mainstream? Well, we don't have a schedule on that. On uh, September 17th, they are doing a showing with several distributors uh, in, in the L.A. area. Now, as I learned, you can make all the movies you want, but if the distributor doesn't pick it up, it's right, right, right. Well, there is so much interest in this movie. They had to rent a private theater uh, to accommodate all the distributors that want to see this. That's awesome. That's a very good sign. And I just know it's going to be great because it's a meaningful movie, which is, you know, an oxymoron sometimes. (laughs) Well, again, the tagline of the movie is everyone can be a hero. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that is definitely a great marriage. I mean, definitely, that's my next question, but definitely a great message. So the next question is, and it's funny because I actually asked um, uh, uh, to, to see if your wife would like to also come on the show, and I was told, uh, uh, no, <laughs> She's, she hates the spotlight. But I do want to find out because I know that she was also very instrumental and, and totally supportive of you, and I love love stories, and I know you've been with her. So get, how did you meet your wife? Well, she was a, a what we call traveling secretary for the Arizona Highway Patrol for our 10-man squad. Uh, especially when we would, would, the whole 10 of us would be in an area at one time for super saturation. Uh-huh. And she would do all the reports for us and this and that. And uh... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No I didn't bring up the fact that I was killed in the line of duty and brought back to life. Um, what? Wait, 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 wait. Back up. What was, when did this happen? 1978. Uh, I was, uh, again, Arizona Highway Patrol motorcycle officer in a high-speed chase with a drunk driver. Uh, another drunk driver pulled right in front of me. I couldn't break and escape in time. Hit him broadside at 80 miles an hour and was pronounced dead at the scene. My partner tried to bring me back. He couldn't do it. They called in the code 963A, officer killed in the line of duty. An off-duty emergency room nurse from California stopped and said, please allow me. Please let me try and bring him back. They said, well, go ahead, but he's dead. We have nothing. Uh, for four minutes, she worked on me. And obviously, we're talking and brought me back to life. Wow. But it was uh, severe injuries, a traumatic brain injury, skull fracture, broken bones, a lot of missing skin. And the little town that we were at didn't have really a hospital, just a clinic. And they had to put me in the motel. We couldn't get the helicopter to fly me back to Phoenix quick enough. And they said, somebody has to stay with him for the next day or two to make sure he doesn't go into shock. Oh, my goodness. And that's when, and I knew Kitty. I mean, we had known each other, but never anything romantic. But uh, during that particular time, we just started kind of looking at each other and saying, well, this is kind of neat. So, <laughs> Aww. So she came. Hours later, we're, several years later, we were married. Now, Kitty is also one of the co-founders of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. That's beautiful. And we tell this, I tell this little story that after our first official wish, 
uh, I told our board someday we we're going to be international and national granting wishes all over the world. And they all laughed at me except one lady, and that was Kitty. Uh, and I got my wish three years later when she said, I do. Oh, the ladies go. <laughs> that's so beautiful. That's why I asked the question. Yeah, I had no me. idea what the answer was. I'm glad that you didn't say you, you know, you, you're still thick and thin, especially supporting my career as a police officer, but also traveling all over for make a wish when we're right. doing and, uh, such a presence on camera but she just finally said I, I, it's your thing now Aww. such a presence on camera That's... Fact, she, got, she got chosen to be an extra in the movie oh she did? yeah so she's got a small part in the movie oh yeah. great is she coming to Secret Knox this time? no, she's no. Not. okay well one of these days I would love to meet her because I would love to have her side of the story <laughs> <laughs> which well, I'm sure she say uh, I wish I would have let you go to sleep some days you know when, <laughs> when I was going in the shop just you know we all have those moments right of course <laughs> what yeah what would you say is the the secret to you guys staying this long together how many years have you been married 35 35 that's beautiful so what would you say, advice to, to um, people who, who uh, are having tough times with relationships? Well, always remember to treat people like you'd want to be treated. Mm. And just, I always say, put your wife, your girlfriend, whatever it is, your husband, whoever we're talking about, on a pedestal. Mm. On a pedestal. I like with my wife, I always say, I want to treat her like a queen. Because if I'm the king, she's going to treat me like the king. Right. So treat her like the queen. Right, right. But just the adventures we've had together. She sold everything from riding motorcycles to snowmobiling to just name it. Uh, she's there. She's my partner. That's beautiful. I'm so happy I asked you that question. <laughs> I didn't ask Stephanie. It was okay, but I did anyways. So um, we are actually, I think, at the time for a sponsorship break. So uh, we'll be back with Frank Shankwitz, uh, one of the founders, along with his wife, uh, um, Kitty. For the Make-A-Wish Foundation, we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about uh, how we can get involved and do something that is uh, important and special uh, But after we hear from the sponsors that make this show possible. So we will be back in two and two. Remember, it's all about balance. Peace in and peace out. Okay, jazz lovers, it's time to celebrate with the Catalina Island weekend getaway with jazz greats like Richard Elliott, Keiko Matsui, Dan Siegel, Peter White, and Baja. Don't miss the 32nd Jazz Tracks Festival at the beautiful Avalon Casino on Catalina Island, two weekends in October, 11th through the 14th and 18th through the 21st. Tickets are selling out fast, so go to jazztracks.com. That's jazztracks with an X.com today. And we're back. You are tuned into my weekly talk radio TV show called Take My Advice. I'm not using it. Get balanced with Dr. Marissa every Tuesday at naturally high noon out of the Sunset Gower Studios where Scandal and Murder, She Wrote are filmed at, with Universal Broadcasting Radio TV and then syndicated everywhere on iHeartRadio and uh, KCAA as well uh, in the Inland Empire. So I am here with a very special guest. I've been trying to uh, nab him, I think, for a year and a half now since I first met him on a couple of different stages. I think the first stage, actually, Frank, was um, Power Teams. Do you remember that? There was some award. You were getting an award, I think. You were actually in a wheelchair. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, that was right after I broke my leg, and that was at the um, Four Seasons Resort. That's right. That's yeah. right. That was the first time, and All I right. made you flash peace, and uh, 
Yeah, so it's 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 been great. So and then, and then we were in Chicago doing an event. And too. then we were in Chicago. I'm glad you raised that because that's a really great organization. Yeah. Uh, Journey's Dream. Uh, right. And we were at Soldier's Field in Chicago and you got a ride around the field and I didn't because somehow I'm not as good looking as you are, but I'm not going to hold that against you. <laughs> that was a thrill. That was quite the thrill. I, I'm sure. In the field. Yeah, I'm sure it was more of a thrill for you because I didn't even know what sport was played there. But anyways, we're not going <laughs> to go there. So, so now, okay, so the movie, you're all over the place speaking. Um, what what would you tell people? How can they help? Or what is it that Make a Wish now needs more volunteers? Or how does how does that work? How does a person become uh, a Make a Wish Foundation either donor or helper, supporter, volunteer? Well, for Make a Wish itself, and I, I don't I always tell people I'm not pushing just Make a Wish. Okay. There's so many so many worthy nonprofits out there. That, in fact, the United States is 1.2 million nonprofits. And I encourage people, if they want to get involved with nonprofits, go to charitynavigator.org. Charitynavigator.org. That is a watchdog for nonprofits. Okay. You can pull on one you're interested in. That will show you where the money is actually going. Well, that'd be good. To the mission, or is it going to fancy meals, cars, trips, et cetera? Yes. But for Make-A-Wish itself, they can go to wish.org. Okay. And they up in the upper corner, there's a what's called a chapter locator. You just put in your zip code and it will pull up the chapter in your area worldwide. Mm -hmm. And it will give you all information if you want to get involved with it, being a volunteer, if you want to be a donor. Uh, and donor, again, isn't always always money. It's just time in kind donations. Right. I'm also set on the board of several other charities. And one of my favorite second favorites right now is U.S. Vets. And the mission of U.S. Vets, we have a chapter here in my town of Prescott. Uh, they have they have one of the better ratings. 89 cents of every dollar actually goes through the mission, mm. which is almost unheard of in the nonprofit world. Right. But our mission is to find the homeless veterans, get them into temporary housing, mm. get them into counseling, job training, job placement, permanent housing. And, and we're so successful in this area nationwide. But a new nonprofit, we're just starting, my friend named Randy Sutton, Retired LA, or excuse me, Las Vegas Metro Police Lieutenant is the Wounded Blue Foundation. Hmm. And this is, we're just waiting. We should be getting our 501c3. When a police officer is injured in the line of duty, everybody thinks that his medical, everything else is covered. Hmm. And it's not. He has to use his sick time. When he use, runs out of sick time, he uses vacation time. When that's over, there's no pay coming in. And we're going to be a nationwide. Uh, organization that we will start taking care of that officer and his families until he can get back to work. Wow, that's and, a really great one. Yeah. D does and Ryan was, does Ryan know about this one? Because Ryan Long, you know, can I, I haven't I haven't talked to him. Uh, we're going to be in uh, New York together here in the, towards the middle of uh, September, end of September, and hopefully because we're just say I'm waiting till we get our five hundred one c three completed. We've been notified by IRS that it's on the way. Awesome. Don't, we don't want to do anything kickoff until that is. Right, 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 right. Totally, totally. But this, this is right in line with his mission, too. And I can't think of a better. This is why I love, you know, I love the fact that you pointed out there are 1.2 million, right, charitable organizations. Because a lot of people... You know, they sit and watch the news, which brings, it's just actually old, right? CNN, constantly negative news. And they show things that are horrific about humankind, where humans are not so kind. But then you just shake your head and say, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Instead of saying, uh, instead of doing that, I mean, there's 1.2 million places that you could choose to take that disgust and actually do something about it. Right. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's so much, so much you can do. I'm also a board member of a, a group out of uh, New York called Candles for Hope. And this is a new uh, nonprofit and they're going to just zoom. They're already getting uh, inquests. How would you do this all over the United States? Mm -hmm. For Hope is they find the children that are in the shelters um, that are, in fact, maybe homeless. And they go and they find out when their birthdays are and they go in and give them a full birthday party. Some of these children never had a birthday party. 
mm. with the cake, the candles, the the uh, gifts that they need, like the socks, underwear, and so on, but also an age-appropriate gift. And it's going so successful. And it's one of those feel-good things. Anything involving children, obviously, our, our veterans, our uh, first responders, our seniors, homeless, anything like that is a good, good uh, organization to get involved with. Absolutely. I'm about to give you another beneficial presence on the planet award. <laughs> I don't think I've, I don't think I've given anyone to, but I mean, it is Frank. I, I hope you, I hope you know, uh, this is why number one, you didn't die that day because <laughs> you're needed here and to do the things that you're doing. I, I, I mean, like here's your, your mentor is well, smiling. It took, like I said, it took several months to recover from that accident. And I also had to go to counseling to make sure that I was fit to go back to duty mentally, physically. And one of the last things the counselor said to me was, Frank, God spared you for a reason. Mm. And now it's up to you to find that reason. And it was two years later that God introduced me to this little boy. Wow. There you go. I, I totally believe in that. You, It was not your time. You're doing, uh, you're doing just bundles here and i am grateful for that so um funny question uh why do you always wear a cowboy hat <laughs> well the <laughs> real reason is I, you have no hair what? <laughs> I have what? no hair that was that was a test and you passed <laughs> no, being raised on a type ranch life off duty and so on uh, skin cancer, and I've, I've got a lot of skin cancer right now oh, before the days of sunscreen were invented. Okay. But at several Make-A-Wish events, I was, was wearing the hat, and the children would start coming up to me asking for a picture wearing my cowboy hat. Oh, okay. And that got to be so neat. So now it's a trademark. It's a symbol wherever I go. Yeah, absolutely. But it protects me from the sun, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So do you have any advice for the young people today. So um, there's a lot of attention in the news about the apathy or the attitude or the um, anger of young people uh, that, uh, you know, the, 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 the divide between generations, um, your generation, uh, the, you know, the millennials before the millennials, after the millennials and how, you know, there just seems to be even a wider communication gap between whether it's because of technology or not. Um, do you have any, you know, what are your thoughts? How do we bridge that or, or get to a place where there's, um, you know, more, more connection? Ah, that's a hard one being my age. And I've got how young are you? How and granddaughters that are in that millennial age. Right, yeah. How how young are you, Frank? Do you mind me asking? How young I'm, are you? I'm 75. 75. Yep. You look good. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I see I see more. Maybe I'm not seeing her. I see like locally here, our little town, we're 40,000 people. Uh, to the high school areas, I'm seeing more and more of the students getting involved with different things, with raising uh, money. For an example, uh, there was a widow in town and her the city had contacted her about too many weeds in the yard and it was painting against city codes and so on. The high school class, local high school, got together and spent a full weekend over there mm -hmm. cleaning, raking, uh, painting, just fixing everything up for this lady. And that's I think that's part of, we're gonna see more and more of that, I really do. Social media, uh, pick that up, and now more and more kids are looking in the Arizona area of that particular example. And even the local uh, TV stations down in the Phoenix area picked that up and broadcast it. And I think you just answered the question by giving that example because what you're doing is you didn't pick up the ball of mine and say, yeah, you know, they're, they're lazy or they're, you know, they're, they're, I don't know what the promise of the future is dead or whatever. You highlighted the positive things that that generation is doing, which I think is a great um, uh, strategy that will help us with that divide. If we stop looking for the things that are wrong between both generations and look for the things that are right in both generations, then we're going to be better off. And, and hopefully the media will change on that because they're always reporting the negative. 
that's There's so much positive out there that's not being broadcast. Or how yeah. would people know about this if the media doesn't share it? Yeah, and this is why I do my show. I I am so absolutely committed to balancing out all the bad news in the world with some positive news and positive people like Frank Shankwitz, uh, one of the founders um, of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. We're at, almost out of time. I always ask my guests the last question, which is, what or who are you most grateful to? Wow. <laughs> I got to have one person? No, you can, you can, I'll give you, I'll give you three. Three. Yeah. Well, probably, probably uh, I mentioned Juan Delgadillo, um, who became my mentor when I was 10 years old. Uh, the gentleman taught me so much, just so much. Did he and meet it, you I, at school? Did he meet you at school? Pardon? How did you meet him? In, like, how did he pick you out? Um, a little town of Seligman, 500 people, predominantly Mexican and American Indian. I was one of the few white kids in town. And I'm working as a dishwasher uh, across old Highway 66. I see a man building something. I walk across the street and I say, what are you doing? He said, what's your name? I said, Frank. He said, no, from now on it's Pancho, meaning Frank in Spanish. Oh. And he said, grab a hammer, kid. And what do you mean? Because I had never had a father figure to teach me these type of things. My mother had kidnapped me away from my father. I didn't tell that part of the story. But then Juan became teaching me, like I said, everything from sports, music, things that I had no never done before. Mm. Uh, carpentry, working on cars, everything like that. The biggest thing was the work ethic, the integrity, the character. Like he said, character and integrity are not inherited. They're developed. Mm. And, and I've always respected that man. And that's why with the movie that I'm so happy that they actually have the character in his name. That's, instead of that's awesome. And as that's a little teaser, because I'm sure Greg didn't want me to tell the whole thing about the movie on the show. So there's no reason to watch the movie. But you do cover that part. That's another like incredible part of your life where you were kidnapped uh, by your mother, away from your father, and then I'm not even going to say if you get reunited or not because we're going to let the people watch the movie <laughs> to to uh, to get that. But is there any part of that story that's not in the movie that you can just uh, spoiler alert um, uh, share? <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny you ask that. You know that anytime you go to a, a movie theater and it says based on a true story, yes, it's a true story. It's Hollywood adding things to it. Right. So some areas that are left out. We just don't have the time in a movie, obviously. And then there are some areas that are based, in other words, exaggerated. Oh, okay. And, and we had so much embellished, I guess is a better word. Mm -hmm. And we had so much fun working on the screenplay because I have script approval on that. Right. With the screenwriter, great director, screenwriter, Theo Davies. Um, it took us two years. So it was a give and take, and we finally both learned how to give and take. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I, I can imagine you're like, that's not what happened. <laughs> I want to tell the truth. <laughs> and, and I learned, too. I learned in this process. I'm a novice, obviously. But if you did everything it was the truth, it's a documentary. And it'll be on the uh, Discovery Channel right. or Hallmark Channel. It's not a movie. Right, right, yeah. right. It's <laughs> got to have that embellished appeal. <laughs> yeah. Great. Okay, so that's one. Two more people that you're grateful um, to. Wow, again, well, my wife, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, I book my, my book, Wishman, is just being republished. It's going to be out in a couple of weeks with a new publisher, uh, some added stories and that. But like I put in there um, to my wife, Kitty, uh, she found me, found me when I needed to be found mm -hmm. and helped develop my character, future character. That's beautiful. And so and then, you and wrote the book. Coach, um, well, we can say Greg Reed, but he knows all that anyhow. <laughs> One of my high school coaches that just kept with me all through high school, helped me out, and then stayed friends over the years. Oh, that's just beautiful. Just my whole career. That's great. What's his name? Cal Cordes. Cal Cordes, peace Cal in, Cordes. peace out. He's 90-some uh, years old right wow. now. Well, we'll make sure he sees this uh 
this recording, yes? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Frank, for joining me. I'm glad um, I'm glad I didn't give up on having you on the air and on camera. It's such a delight. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. And uh, I am grateful, I'm grateful, that uh, you shared your complete story. And it is beautiful. And you are a blessing. Um, go, go, you're on, uh, you're on the internet, um, Facebook, go like him, go give him the finger, a thumbs up and, uh, make sure you support, um, someone who really walks the talk. Thanks again, Frank Shankwitz. All right. And we're at the end of the show where I get to invite you to step up to my balance bar. So we'll start with the Asian Oprah giveaway. And yes, it is that time of the year. You all know how much I love jazz. And this year, as usual, Art Good at the Catalina Jazz Festival. He is the founder and the creator and the amazing get to the the most amazing jazz musicians to go take a boat over to the island this year is no exception and as you heard in the commercial uh as usual the best so keiko matsui my twin sister who's been on the show she'll be there thursday night and um dan siegel's gonna be there and richard elliott and peter white and he told me it took him 20 years to get her baja and that's Saturday night. So I am giving out Asian Oprah giveaway tickets. So you get a ticket and you get a ticket. We're giving out one Thursday and one Sunday right now. So those are a uh, hundred buck value for tickets. So you want to make sure that you go and let's see, go to my website, drmarissa.tv and go to the, let's see, I want to join the 21 day fast from complaining. There we go. So when you join the fast, you will get tickets. So see, I got a two for one in that. All right. So that is the first thing that I wanted to let you know about. The second thing is that we are in fast time. So today is day 11 on the 21 day fast from complaining with Dr. Marissa. And we do have a balance tip for the day. And that is, if I can pull it up here, here we go. Uh, the tip is <laughs> complaining and its cousin worrying are not paying jobs. And when we do, it takes up space in our heads, in our hearts and in our actions. We are in worst case scenario, which is just like best case scenario likelihood. So why not go to the ladder? Because when we're in the worst case scenario, it's a non-paying full-time job and robs us of the moments that only come in the present, like hugging your child or smiling or laughing at a joke. So please today, don't complain. Get the app where you'll get all of these daily tips and I promise you will feel better. If you join the fast and we only have three people in the last since 2011, July 1st is when I started this fast. Only three women have been able to make it 21 days without complaining. So guys, you got to step up to the plate. You do win a pack of my motivational cards if you do that. And actually, I'm going to up it. You get a pack of motivational cards and my book, Eight Ways to Happiness from Wherever You Are. Speaking of which... It is still going gangbusters. I'm so grateful. Uh, I've been placed in uh, 17 media uh, print uh, places. One is the CEO Today is the latest, as well as um, NBC Atlanta just picked my book as one of those good problem-solving solutions, and it was uh, featured on the, the, the Atlanta channel. As well, I just got invited to go to Seattle for NBC. I will be interviewed on a program there on the King 5 channel. So eight ways to happiness from wherever you are trending. I'm so grateful. It's all about hope and happiness. Everything that I talk about here in a book with exercises that if you do them, I promise you, you will never hate yourself the same way again. So if you haven't picked up a copy, eightwaystohappiness.com. And uh, I promise 
If you work through it, you will be happier than you are right now. All right. And so that's it for that. Let's see. This week, I am really proud. In fact, I'll be uh, there like tomorrow for Greg Reed's annual or actually biannual uh, Secret Knocks. And I'll be, I get to share the stage with Richard Dreyfus and the founder of Ugg Boots the founder of the credit card strip. I mean, it's it's an amazing, amazing place. I, I think they're sold out. But just in case you would like to invest in a business conference that will blow your socks off, then uh, contact me and I'll get you in front of Greg and see if we can't get you in. So that is... Uh, what I'll be doing this week. Also, I'm going to be getting off stage in San Diego <laughs> at 2.30 and then driving like a um, a bird out of heaven up to the Mission Inn in Riverside. Now, this event is actually free. So if you want to go to a great networking where I, where you hear a fabulous keynote speaker, wink, wink, uh, that is the multi Multicultural Black Dress Event. So go on Facebook. They're listed there. Tickets are free. There's going to be food. There's going to be marketing tips from iHeartRadio. There's going to be me talking about happiness. So you won't want to miss it. It's from five, I believe from five to seven. So go register on Eventbrite there, even though the tickets are free. And then the following weekend, I get to go to San Francisco because I will be speaking at Agape Bay Area. And that's uh, actually on Telegraph Road. So if you're anywhere near Oakland, or um, San Francisco, please do register on Eventbrite. Uh, $40 will get you a signed copy of the book and a two-hour workshop where we'll work through the major block, uh, that critical voice in your head, so that you can be happier 88% of the time. Uh, if you would like to work with me on the beach for those same reasons, uh, please do contact me and we can talk. I'm running a special right now, an introductory uh coaching package with Dr. Marissa. So you want to take advantage of that. Finally, next week, we are for the guest. It's going to be a call-in show where I get to be Dr. Marissa, the kinder, gentler Dr. Laura, and I get to balance your life tires as well as smog. Check your stinking thinking. And so you can be happier 88% of the time. So if you'd like to be one of those callers, please uh, pre-register so I can be kinder and you don't have to wait on hold. Uh, so um, you can contact me through, again, the website, the number four, balance.org. There's a link there that says, I would like to be a caller. And so that's it for today's amazing show. And you're going to want to re-watch it again. Frank Shankwitz is truly uh, a gift and a beneficial presence on the planet. I hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, keep it tuned to another scintillating episode of Take My Advice. I'm not using it. Get balanced with Dr. Marissa Pay. That's P for positive, E-I. And remember, it's all about balance. Peace in and peace out. That's world peace through inner peace. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM.